and welcome to the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I am your online Agile coach. This podcast is designed to help you understand all things Agile, help you land your dream job, and help you succeed in your role as a Scrum Master. So if you're an aspiring Scrum Master or you're relatively new to the concept of Agile, then this podcast is what you want to be keeping up with, all right? Because we are going to take you to that next level. All right, guys, so let's get started. In today's episode, I want to share tips on why many development teams hate Scrum and what you can do about it as a Scrum master. Now, today's episode was inspired by a video that I came across on YouTube. And this video was made by a developer who was really sharing is dislike for Scrum. And this video had over 500,000 views and had over a thousand comments. Now that really intrigued me to wanting to watch the video because I knew for sure that there were many people who felt the same way. And that's why there were lots of comments. All right. And also lots of views. Also, I took my time to go through the comments and the comments were very similar. It was the same thing over and over again that many of the development team members were sharing as their reasons for eating Scrum and not even liking it at all. And so it's very worrisome as an agile practitioner when, you know, there's a process out there that's supposed to help teams and this team members actually ate it. And in reality, there's really nothing wrong with the process. But the problem here is the fact that There are so many things wrong with the way the process is being implemented in many organizations. And that really falls on Scrum Masters because as Scrum Masters, if you are implementing this process really well, then the development team members do not have to feel this way. They don't have to feel so choked up wet. They actually hate work. So Scrum Masters, this video is for you. And I hope that you're able to learn a thing or two so that if you go back to work, you're able to change some of the ways if you think that some of the things that I'm going to talk about today are some of the things that you're doing wrong. And if you're new, then this is an opportunity for you to learn and not fall for some of these mistakes. Now, let's get started. Now, the very first reason why many of them agreed that they hate a scrum was because the peel was attending their daily scrum. And to them, they felt like the daily scrum was meant to be a time for them as developers to collaborate and figure out what they are working on, how that work is going and replan where needed. But whenever the product owner shows up, this meeting suddenly becomes a daily status meeting. And some scrum masters don't even help out. They actually make it look like it's a status meeting. What's your update and all that kind of stuff. So to them, they've really lost the meaning of a daily scrum when you have a product owner who is indirectly breathing down your neck. So even product owners, sometimes they might not even know that's what they're doing, but this is how the developers feel about it. And to them, their understanding is this daily scrum is an event for the developers of the scrum team. You know, they they meet every day to collaborate on how work is going. And it's only if the product owner or scrum master is actively working on an item that they will participate as developers. So on a good day, the product owner is meant to back off. The scrum master, you're meant to back off. The Scrum Master, your job is to ensure that this meeting happens, okay? That's your first job. How they're going to run it, whatever structure and technique they will take, is really up to the developers. They can select whatever structure and technique they want, as long as the daily Scrum focuses on progress towards the sprint goal. 
So as a Scrum Master, you already want to coach your team to understand what the daily Scrum is all about. You want them to understand that it's focusing on progress of the spring goal. And, you know, that daily Scrum should produce plans for the next day of work. As long as they understand, you know, the boundaries of this meeting, then we should give them the ability to run it to the best use and their best knowledge, okay? And so if the product owner does not need to be in a meeting, the first question that you want to ask yourself is, why is the product owner in this meeting if at the end of the day, the team members don't feel safe, they don't feel like they can easily tell themselves the truth or can easily discuss just because there is a representative of a stakeholder and leadership in their meeting. So as a Scrum Master, if there is no need for your PO to be in a meeting, like daily scrum, then I don't think they should show up. Now, if they decide to show up, they should be as quiet as possible, right? So the team members are very free to talk. But in reality, when they know you're there, then sometimes, (laughs) you know, they might want to act in a different way. But I think you should try it out if you are a scrum master and you're working in an organization where you always um, have your PO showing up and your PO is always kind of like, directing the course of the meeting or always having things to say, you probably want to coach your product owner to try a different approach and see how that helps out with the team. You also probably want to ask your team members how they feel about the product owner even showing up. And maybe if they don't have any issue with it and you feel like they're truthful, then fine. The product owner can show up and just really be quiet. But if you ask the team and they really have their reservations, then you want to take a different approach and find out whether it's really important for that product owner to be there and try to have the product owner not show up and see the difference it makes in the dynamics of the team and how they run that meeting. Now, of course, if there is any impediments that is required, then you should be there to help the team out if it's something that is outside of their control, okay? And so the whole concept of the PO PO's excuse of always wants to show up is, oh, so if they have any question, I can attend to it. No, they can always, they can always message you their questions. They can always chat with you about their questions. As long as you are available, then their questions will get answered. So it's not really enough reason for you to show up if it makes your team uncomfortable. Okay. Now, another reason why development team members hate Scrum, and this is really funny, is because the Scrum Masters sometimes suggest technical practices as though they were a programmer. And nothing really upsets them. Like many of the comments in this YouTube video really spent time abusing Scrum Masters and I felt a bit embarrassed. I'm like, really? Take it easy on us. (laughs) Okay. But they were really upset at the fact that you're not a developer, right? Why are you talking about technical practices, like even if you have an idea and you've heard people talk about it once or twice, what knowledge do you have about it that you're talking about it? And that was really funny, right? Because many of them agree that your job is to help us become better, not help us design. And now I know that it's not every scrum master that falls victim of this, but there are some scrum masters who maybe they were once developers, right? And now they've changed career paths and now they're scrum masters. And they feel like, oh, I know how to design and this, that's giving the suggestions. And that's not really your place, right? Even the product owner doesn't tell them how to do their work. So why should you, the scrum master, be telling your team how to do their work? Your role and your goal is to ensure that whatever the solution, whatever solution they come up with, you know, best serves the team and best serves the product. 
and they are meant to experiment. So if it goes well, then that's fine. If it doesn't, then they will re-experiment. So you want to coach them on how to really be agile in their mindset and in how they work. You also want to expose them and ask them questions. So even though you have an idea of something, you should pose it as a question, not telling them to do so. Okay. So it could be the fact that, oh, I came across this um, tool online. Have you heard about it? What would he do? Do you guys think it might help out in this situation? Right. That is different from saying, why don't you guys try this out? And they're looking at you like, really? Why don't you come do the job for us since you know so much about this role? Okay, so the way we word our questions really matters. So let's ensure that we are wording our questions really well. We are spending more time asking them questions that will help them think and get to the right answer. So please don't be that person who is suggesting technical practices for them. You're not. You're in charge of the process. You're supposed to help them become very effective and you should stick to that role. Now, the next reason why they shared on being really upset and hating Scrum is because management is really obsessed with features and outcomes. And they're so obsessed about the features that they don't even spend time to really understand like QA, architecture, and the other things that happen behind the scene. And most of the time, we see some product owners really act that way, where they're really focused on just churning out value all the time. While that is absolutely correct, you also don't want to do that at the expense of the infrastructure. You don't want to do that at the expense of the environment. When a team complains that they have a lot of technical debt and they need to really bring those down, as a product owner, you have to pay attention. As a Scrum Master, you have to ensure that your product owner also pays attention. As a Scrum Master, you also need to pay attention because a lot of times it's not all about the value. If there is nothing, if there's no foundation to support the value or the features that we're building, then those features will eventually crack and break. So let's ensure that we're taking out the time to understand the team when they tell us that they have to spend time on architecture, automations, QA, and whatnot, okay? So let's ensure that it's a full We're taking a look at the full picture and we're not only focused on the value and the feature that we're delivering. It takes a lot to deliver that value. So we also have to pay attention to all of those. Okay. Now, another reason why many of these developers said or claimed that they hated Scrum was because many times story points are treated like ours. And this one just got me laughing because I'm like, They are so true. Like many organizations miss the point of story points. They don't understand even the reason behind story points and how we got here, that they always want to equate story points to hours. And the reason why Agile actually moved away from hours is because hours was very limiting. Hours would only take into consideration time and not take into consideration the effort required to do that job. It will not take into consideration the complexity of doing that job. It will not take into consideration the risk involved and the authenticity of doing that job. It only took into consideration time. And time is so limiting because let's take a look at this. Let's imagine that we're trying to drive somewhere and the distance is about five miles. So give or take, you think in five, 10 minutes, you should get there. But you started your trip and along the line, there was an accident and it actually took you an hour to get there. You just looked at the GPS online or you looked at your map and your map says, oh, it should take it should take about five minutes or 10 minutes to get there. And you just run with that. That is what we do when we estimate time and equate those to hours. So as a Scrum Master, you need to understand story points. You need to understand 
the, the structural story point and really coach your team, coach your product owner and coach the organization if needed, how to use story points. Story points is really needed for the team. It's a planning mechanism that they use. So don't use it outside of that or don't equate time to hours because this is really frustrating for the team. Story points are not hours and that's on period. And you really, really need to get that um, out of your mind if you are a scrum master who would usually do that. Now, another reason why they hate Scrum is because many times they claim that when we have user stories, when a product owner has a user story for them, many of those user stories lack acceptance criteria. And I feel very bad for some of these teams because how do you expect a development team to provide value and deliver an increment when there are no acceptance criteria? It's very frustrating for them because if they go left, then you will come back and say, no, I told you to go right. But why didn't you just have an acceptance criteria that details what is required and what the scope of the story is? It makes life easy for everyone. It helps the team to deliver the right product. So just do them that good and coach your team, coach your product owner that every story needs to have an acceptance criteria. And that's the reason why we have definition of ready and we have definition of done. Okay, what is our criteria before we can even pull in any work. If we have that in place, there's no reason why team members should have to work on a story with no acceptance criteria. Now, the final reason I can remember on reason why they ate at Scrum was the fact that burn down charts were used to punish people. And it's so sad because the burn down chart is actually used for us to inspect how we're doing and look for areas to improve. Now, our burn down chats will not always go right all the time. Different factors influence, you know, how we churn out work. Sometimes it might just be a bad sprint for the team where things were not really working. The tools that we're using was not really functional. It might be a sprint where quite a number of people were out. So many factors really contribute to how our burn down chart is. And so when you use a burn down chart to punish people, then what do you think is going to happen? They are going to look for a way out because they need to feel good about themselves at the end of the day. So they're going to understand what you want and they're going to give you exactly what you want. And what you want might not be what you need as a scrum master or as an organization. So you want to ensure that we use the tool for the right purpose. It's not a tool for you to punish developers. It's a tool for you to analyze how we are working. It's a tool that is meant to present back to the team data so that they can look into it to see how they can improve. So this is not a tool that we should use to punish them. And I really feel bad that a lot of agile practitioners really contribute to the reasons why many development teams ate Scrum. Now, a whole framework that was supposed to help these people is not the very framework that they despise. So as a Scrum master, what can you do about this? One of the things I would encourage you to do is, like I mentioned earlier, if it's possible for your PO not to attend those daily scrum, then don't let them attend it. Now, before you make that decision, I want you to talk to your team members, right? Find out how they feel about the product owner showing up for that meeting. If they're totally indifferent, they don't care, they have a beautiful relationship, they don't feel like it's a status meeting, we allow them to really control that meeting because it's their meeting, then they might be indifferent if the product owner is there, as long as that product owner is quiet and doesn't have anything to distract them on, okay? Now, we're not saying that when the meeting is over, if the product owner has any question or you have any question, you should not ask them. That's not what I'm saying. 
All I'm saying is that it's their meeting. Let them have it. Let them talk about it. You do your job by coaching them on the best way to run that meeting so that they can do that without you. And you can also just be on the sidelines, just watching them and seeing how things are working. And definitely you're looking out for impediments that might be outside their control so that you can pull that out and go work on it. And obviously, if maybe there are things that they need their product owner for, then sure, maybe they can ask after the meeting is over, or maybe there is a way they can easily chat up with their product owner. All right. Now, the next thing you need to do, most especially if you're maybe a technical scrum master where you have some technical background, stay off it. Your career has changed. You're no longer a developer. You're now a scrum master. We don't need your advice, honestly. They will take care of themselves because even if you're not there to provide the technical expertise, they will still do their job. You now have a new role. You are a scrum master. You need to learn your new role. You are a coach. You need to focus on learning how to ask powerful questions, how to draw out answers from your team, and don't force your technical practices on them. Now, you can make suggestions in terms of, oh, I came across this. Have you heard about it? What do you think about it? Do you guys want to research that? I was talking to another team or I was talking to another scrum master or I heard this. There are ways you can have these conversations where they don't feel that you are directly telling them what to do and how to do things. All right. Now, another way you can help these teams feel better about scrum and really begin to appreciate it is make sure that the burndown chart is not used to punish the team members. The burndown should be a team metric where they're using that information to develop themselves and become better. You know, using that against them, showing that to, you know, everybody outside of the team, whether it's needed or not, might not be the best way to help them. Now, I understand that organizations and leaders need metrics, but find out the right information that they need so that you can provide the right information to them. Obviously, if your team is not doing well and maybe we're slacking and there are so many issues that we have, you want to raise that to the team, right? Because obviously the team would also want you to raise that out to leadership and stakeholders so they can help them solve their problem. But you have to be very careful on how you use the burn down charts and how you use the velocity and all that kind of stuff. There are even situations where you have people comparing one team's velocity to the other. Those things really frustrate the team and you don't want to put them in that position where they don't feel great about the work that they are doing. So make sure that you change your mindset about that. Now, you also want to make it a rule for your team that every story should have acceptance criteria. If it doesn't, then we're not going to pull it in. You need to have definition of ready agreements and definition of done where we all need to follow and agree to it. And obviously, if the team feels different about acceptance criteria and they worry about it, they'll definitely put it up as a rule where if he doesn't have acceptance criteria, then we're not going to pull into the spring. So that way, the product owner can walk on this and everybody can have the right information that they need to do the job, okay? You want to ensure that you are creating that environment that your team really feels excited to show up to work. You're removing every distraction and everything that really stresses them out so they can really focus on doing the work and really turning out the features that the organization really needs. But we have to create that environment for them. We have to ensure that we, we make it very comfortable for them. We don't want team members who feel like they are being constrained, 
who feel like so many things cannot be said because at every point in time, there are different stakeholders that show up for things that they shouldn't be showing up for. For example, even retrospectives. Like, if it's not important for the PO to be in retrospectives, then they shouldn't show up. Because in some organizations, the product owner is also the direct manager of the team. So the team members are very careful. They don't want anything that's going to affect their pay, affect their job, affect their performance, their reviews, and all that kind of stuff. So they're human beings, and all of those things matter to them. So when you bring a framework that makes them feel like all of those things are stake, then they're going to hit that framework. They're going to frustrate you, frustrate life, and then you're going to be wondering why Scrum is not working for this team or why this team is not being agile. So there are steps that you have to take as a Scrum master to correct some of this misconceptions that many of the development team members have, because the problem is not with Scrum. The problem is with how Scrum has been implemented in many of the organizations that these people have been a part of. So your job is to ensure that you correct some of those wrongs if you have team members that are facing that situation. And if you're new to Agile, this is something for you to learn so that when you join and get a new job, you don't fall trapped to some of these mistakes that some Scrum Masters have made and bring in and put in developers to this extent and situation where they actually ate Scrum. I personally believe that Scrum is a beautiful framework. I use it even for my own personal life. It helps the way I think. And not just even Scrum, just Agile as a concept in general. You know, how I approach life, how I approach my goals, how I approach everything I want in life. And I think it's really beautiful. But of course, it's beautiful for me because I don't have people breathing down my neck. I don't have people judging me. I don't have people doing this weird things that these development team members are really you know, calling out. So Scrum Masters, this is the time for you to redeem yourself. Agile practitioners, we need to redeem ourselves. We need to really share the right use of this frameworks for this team. And always remember that it's not really about the framework at the end of the day. It's about the goal. How are you helping your team to accomplish your goals? Don't stay stuck on, you know, the basics of the of the framework or whatever practice it is that you're doing listen to your team talk to them listen to them don't breathe down their throats they are also humans right the fact that you're a scrum master does not mean you're the most brilliant person in the room doesn't know that you know the most okay the scrum guide that you read they all have access to it they can read it they can interpret it so even when you're doing things wrong they're just wondering and looking at you and wondering what you're doing so please let's take the time to do Scrum right, let's take the time to be agile. It's not about even doing Scrum. It's about being agile and using this framework as a way to accomplish our goals. So I hope that today's episode is really a high opener to really see how we're sometimes viewed in these organizations and what these developers are really thinking about us and the framework and the processes and the way we do work. And now this is the time for us to redeem ourselves Make Scrum great, you know, for these people and the organizations and just let them be truly agile where they're able to enjoy work and enjoy the products and really delight their customers. It's been a great time spending this few minutes with you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to post on your social media platforms. Don't forget to send me a message. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave us a review. Don't forget to do all the things that would help this podcast gain more visibility. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait to catch you in the next episode. Bye for now.